Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Here we go again. Welcome back into the Asylum. We are Flieger and Briggs, and this is the Asylum on fakepigskin.com. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're heading into week 11 all of a sudden, Rick. And this, this is season's crazy. Over. It's over. It's, it's done. Finished. I can't stand it. It's We're terrible. What, three weeks away from three wrapping up the regular from season. Fantasy playoffs, fantasy yeah. Football. This three is games ab- left. This is absurd. What are we going to talk about for the rest of the year? Ah, well, we can talk about the regular football, but you know, it, it's it's tough. It, it we talk about. We can't wait for the for the NFL draft, you know, to see if anybody's boosted anything up because at least it starts getting you thinking about everything, and then. Then the mini camp started. Then when training camp finally gets here, it's like, oh, can't wait to draft, can't wait to draft. Boom, here it is, week 11. It's like we blinked and there we go. Stinks. We we need to take up fantasy something else. Fantasy curling. Oh, I do love curling. Mainly the curling chicks well documented on this show. There's a lot of it on TV. Oh, it's an Olympic year too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll be steamed up watching the curling. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I think this February 18th. I, yeah. thought was, I thought it was on election years. Well, it's every other year now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they separate. Yeah, yeah they so separate 18, you're right. Yep. Yeah, it's a Winter Olympics year, so I'll be I like the Winter up. Olympics. Yes, I do like the Winter Olympics. And bobsled and luge. I like stuff like that, too. I the, remember, the luge people are nuts. Bobsled and luge are both crazy. And well, the yeah. ski jumpers are crazy. Well, yeah, that's just And insane. the downhill's crazy. And the slalom isn't even all that bright. But at least they're a Which little slow. Which one's the Is that the one between the sticks? The slalom where they kind of go like yeah. this and between the sticks, right? Where the downhill. I mean, I guess you, in downhill you go between the sticks, but I mean they are flying oh, yeah. down that mountain. And every side. once in a while they lose an edge and they just shoot into the next country. Yeah, <laughs> appears or yeah. or the next pine tree. All of a sudden you're from. not in Liechtenstein anymore. You're in Luxembourg. Oh, he's still going. Now he's in Denmark. Sorry. Oh, I, I like this European accent you do. So, but let's rein it back around. There'll be plenty of time for Olympics, Rick. We've got to get into the NFL heading into Week Eleven, right? Is that what you said? Week, week 11. Eleven. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. We will do headlines, takeaways, balls and socks. Answer your questions. Going to bring back fact or fiction this week, Rick. After That's by popular what I like demand. to hear, and you know, by um, you know, being. Um, deluged with with emails during the course of the season we had a suggestion in the email box says you know let us you know let people know who's writing and where they're from so that's what we're going to do so these people want to hear their names read on the air that must mean we're getting better it just means they want everybody swimming in lake me you know it's all about me don't just read the question to benefit anybody else it's about me of course it is see this is why i let you run the email box rick because my response to that 
query would have been much different than the one you provided. I am here to serve, and you know we. That's why Briggs is the nice guy. Who who would have thought that, that you were the you were the nice one? You were the con, the the people person. That seems really strange to me. I am a people person. I mean, I just love people, as you well know. You are fake news. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the Donald seems to disagree, Rick. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. I... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you're getting in the Christmas Merry spirit. Is that what Christmas. it is? That's what I'm like all year long. Well, you know what it is. I guess we'll have one more show before Ooh. actually on Thanksgiving, right? And we have to bring it. It'll, <laughs> yeah. It'll be back out. Next week. What's we're the gonna... game we play on Thanksgiving? There, we use that sounder. I can't even remember. It's basically a pick your poison or a fact or fiction, only somehow we incorporated your favorite sound effect. I've never, you, you should see him, he just grins like, what's that, they call that a Cheshire cat grin and laughing like a hyena over there. Every it time was, um, it. what was that? It was a, you know, is he going to be a turkey or I can't remember what the other else. I can't remember what, was. we'll have to re research that and bring that back because I'm sure it swept the country. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure people are clamoring for it. So, yeah, yeah we'll do that and ha definitely have to work that in for next week's show all right let's get into the headlines rick uh th this is kind of funny i did my prep last night we're recording this on wednesday this week when i was doing my starts and sits rick i had a hard time finding a quarterback who wasn't obvious right some of the matchups well, yeah. were pretty obvious trying to find sort of a deep sleeper quarterback and i had slotted in rick on this mountain of preparation i do for for this fine radio show with tyrod taylor as my suggested start at quarterback this week expected a big bounce back for him well that's not going to happen as <laughs> no. is he's going to have himself a seat and nathan peterman the second university of pittsburgh quarterback to be a one of the starting 32 in this league Nathan Peterman gets the start this week. A team Buffalo still in the playoff hunt, Rick. Explain this one to me, please. Make I, me understand. I can't explain it to you at all, Rick. It's ludicrous as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor had a crummy week last week, but you know what? That defense stunk. Yeah. The whole team stunk. They were off. They got dominated, and I don't care what team you are, you'll have a game like that here and there. Tyrod Taylor, this is a – just a week removed from, you know, it was a losing effort against the Jets. I understand that. But, again, it wasn't his fault. He's 285 yards, threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. The defense got blowed out yeah, I don't, by the Jets. Yeah, I and mean, then they get blowed out again by the Saints. So, how is this Tyrod Taylor's yeah, fault? I mean, every hack on, on Twitter and on every message board and blog in, in the country has said this, but it's true. Tyrod Taylor did not give up 350 rushing yards to the New Orleans freaking Saints at home last. Last week, I, I don't understand this move. You're look, Tyrod Taylor is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not a future Hall of Famer. But this is a guy who's dynamic enough in a team, an offense that you built completely 100% around your running back, right? And it doesn't go well sometimes with LaShawn McCoy, and you expect Tyrod Taylor to step in and to be Tom Brady and to be Drew Brees. He's not that guy. That's who he is. He manages a passing game. He makes big plays. He has the threat of the run. He makes big plays with his legs. And what he does now is he has you in a position to make the playoffs. Your defense, to your point, Rick, goes out and craps the bed two weeks in a row, and your solution is to sit him down for, for Nathan Peterman? Really, look, I love the kid. Again, just – 
just like the just like Savage, you know, here's another kid as being a Pitt football fan and season ticket holder. I met Nate Peterman, and I think Peterman set up to be a really good long term backup quarterback in this league. That that's what he looks like to me. This isn't the move you make going into a playoff run. And you hear the argument for people apologizing for this, the, the Tyrod Taylor haters out there, and there's plenty of them. Well, they, look, they have no intention of re-signing him in the offseason. You know, they, there's a big roster bonus due at the end, you know, right when the league year starts, whenever that is, and the cap hit's going to be this. So they're going to cut him in. Well, that's fine, but right now he has you in a playoff run. Ride it to the very end, then do whatever you want. I don't care at that point, but this move right now makes absolutely no sense. None. I agree. I, I agree 100%. And I mean, and I'm sitting here looking at Tyrod Taylor's stats. And like you said, they're not Tom Brady ish or anything like that, but he has 1,684 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Right. He has another 237 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Okay. He blows away Ben Roethlisberger's stats. You think Ben's getting sat down anytime soon? (laughs) No. I would hope not. He's got better stats than Dalton. He's got better stats than Mariota. He's got better stats than Derek Carr. You think any of those guys are getting sat down anytime soon? No. Yeah. And, And it's totally ridiculous. They're five and four, right in the wild card right. hunt. Look, if this thing team was three and six, two and seven, then by all means, sure. by all means, then you're saying, look, we know we're cutting this guy at the end of the year anyhow. Let's see what we have in this Peterman kid, or are we going to spend a high draft pick on a quarterback? But when you're in the playoff hunt, and I believe what was it, 1990? What Rick? The last time the Buffalo Bills were in the NFL <laughs> playoffs, you have a chance to get there. You can't be making a financial move, a move for the future in the middle of a playoff run it, it just I can't it, it, it's unbelievable you know we we mock Cleveland for, for what a and deservedly run, so right. but what a terribly run organization it is San Francisco same thing Buffalo is right in that boat and they get a pass because I don't know there's something about them they're just a fun team you, you almost have to root for the Buffalo Bills but this is a freaking joke it makes no sense whatsoever it makes absolutely no sense and I'll tell you another thing it makes absolutely no sense is Mike Zimmer undecided oh. as of a day or two ago who was starting at, at quarterback? This this is outrageous. What are they? Seven and two? I believe, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. there's they're seven and two. Now they're playing on the Minnesota Vikings, one of the most vaunted defenses in the NFL. Correct. Kirk what Cousins was shredding that defense. Oh, absolutely. It, Case Keenum won that game for them. They've struggled the last couple weeks. When they were over in London playing Cleveland, remember that first half, they couldn't slow down the Cleveland Browns offense. Right. And, but Case Keenum was not anything that was in question. And I understand, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's dynamic, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I would like to see Teddy Bridgewater – Get some practice. Get really it real been reps. Twenty-two months since he played. I in the am game, not Rick. sticking 22. somebody like that in a season now. Not a seven and two season. A seven and two season. And Case Keenum, he look, he shredded. Look, the Redskins defense isn't good, and they were banged up. But he went out there. Did I believe he threw for four touchdowns, Rick? If I'm not mistaken, yes, three hundred four yards, I believe. Four touchdowns yeah. in the first. Here's the only thing I can figure, and I, and I wonder what you're, I think it's ridiculous. NFL coaches are obsessed with this, right? Everything, 
everything's slight of hand with them, right? They're going to throw that out there to make make this week's opponent. Who who do they even play this week, Greg? I, I think they play the Rams, right, at home. Right, yeah, yes. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, it is. But to throw that at Sean McVay and maybe make them prepare for Teddy Bridgewater or something, first of all, that's just stupid, <laughs> number one. But number two, what, what are you saying to a guy like Case Keenum who's been booted around this league, who's won you six games? I believe Sam Bradford won that first game. He's right. won you the other six. He's taken this team over. Coming off a game where he throws four touchdowns, then you're going to start playing this game. My fear is he was serious. I'm, I'm thinking he was just playing games and maybe Keenum was in on the, on the bit and everything else. But my fear is as stupid as NFL coaches and front offices can be where Teddy Bridgewater is the high draft pick Teddy Bridgewater's the high the big money guy you know he had the better draft grades he was better at his underwear at the combine all this thing they feel and I brought it up last week Rick and we kind of sort of right. blew it off as now this is stupid we they're not going to do it as long as they're winning and here it came out Rick four days later <laughs> having the discussion complete absurdity I, I see no way if they keep winning games that they do this here's the fear what if they go out and lose two in a row or two out, lose two out of three. What if right? they even lose just one game and he throws to Los picks. Angeles? And he throws three picks or something, right? Then it's really going to ramp up, and this thing's it's going to build, and this season could collapse for them. I'm not even sure he has to throw three picks, quite frankly. He could go out and throw 220 yards and maybe one pick in a loss, and all of a sudden, oh, is it time for Teddy yep. Bridgewater? Is it time? They're 7-3, and three, and, and they just lost to arguably – the best team in football, but at least probably a top five. Right. And uh, it, it, it it's crazy. It comes down to, and it's what, what we gripe about, why I actually get mad at the NFL draft, why I get mad on Twitter when you see these discussions. This is where these guys were graded coming out of college when they were wearing their underwear in Indianapolis in April or March or April, whenever they do that. This this follows these guys forever, and that's how they're evaluated. It seems nobody cares what happens on the football field, right? How many times now do you still see debates, Rick, between player X who in 10 NFL games this year has put up these big numbers versus player B who's put up Brashard Perryman type numbers? You know, this is the guy, and they'll argue with you. Well, Perryman's still better because, and here's all the measurables, right? It's the Jarvis Landry yeah. hate out there. It, it exists. This goes on forever people and nfl front offices are obsessed over this oh i agree it, it, it makes absolutely no sense when you start talking about that they're talking about um sitting josh mccowan now in new york granted their season they've lost four out of the last five but i dare say it hasn't been josh mccowan's all you can't throw that all on him we've been talking about Actually, how productive the offense has been with him there. Right. They have hardly any tools. The backfield's banged yeah. up. And, and, and now they're talking about, well, well because Josh McCowan isn't a starting quarterback. And that, that's the whole conversation. Like you're saying, Case Keenan, well, the, the analytics tell me that yeah, that's um, what it is. Case Keenan's going to throw four interceptions in the next two games because tradition has it that he's done that before. And 
I, I think you should bench him before it's too late. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes out and throws four touchdowns in a road win against the Washington Redskins. So complete absurdity. All right, move past that. This surprised me, Rick. Just come out here very very little bit ago. Ezekiel Elliott withdraws his appeal, going to serve the yep. full six-game suspension. He's probably just tired of spending money. You, you can't win. It's ridiculous. But the way that collective bargaining agreement was written and what came out of that stupid deflate gate rule, he had no chance of winning that, that after four games that December. December 2nd, I believe it was, appeal. So it draws that. He won't be back till if you can somehow keep it afloat. Looks like he should be back your championship week in fantasy football, though he's probably going to prevent a lot of teams like your boy on a few from getting to that point of the it's season. It's very possible. It's a devastating blow to a lot of fantasy football teams. All right. Some of this other stuff not as important. We'll go through it quick. Phillip Rivers in the concussion protocol. Looking better, I believe, isn't it, Ricky? Still in the protocol. Still but, has plenty of time. But they seem a little little more optimistic about it if not kellen clemens will go go ahead and uh set your dvrs for that one your boy fat rob rick rob kelly goes on ir with a high ankle sprain and an mcl so we know what chris thompson's doing anything looks like he could be out most of the rest of the season any faith at all in samaje pirine at all rick have you seen anything to give you any hope no he because he's one the analytics nerds loved coming in i know but you know I like to hold – I mean, you you and I know that, to us, our opinions are gold. Well, right, because we're right all the time. Well, yeah, but seriously, there are a few people that I like to really listen to, and one of them's Corey Parson, who we had on the show earlier. Right. And before the season started. And the three of us, not saying – just saying we're pretty good when it comes to that. No, what? No one was a real believer in Piran. No, and if, if Corey, and he was, he was pretty adamant about it. You know, don't don't get Piran right. this year. You're you're not. It's not going to pay off. And he's just one of those kind of guys. When he talks, I, I listen. Yeah. And, and oh. there's very few of them that that happens. Yeah, I don't see you listen much. A lot of yapping, not a lot of. I listening. like the yap. You know, because I'm like Midas with the opinions. It just turns everything to gold. No, that's not true. You just like the sound of your own voice. And if you don't give yourself (laughs) self-affirmation, you're not going to get it from anywhere else. But look, that's just not who that Redskins team is. That's why Rob Kelly hadn't done anything. That's why Chris Thompson's succeeding. That's kind of what they are, right? They're throw, throw first sort of stuff out in space. You you saw it, and it it cost them a chance to come back in that game. You got a fourth and goal or fourth and one. I can't remember the exact scenario. And rather than having a big running back out there, you got Chris Thompson, and you're running parallel to the freaking line of scrimmage against the Minnesota Vikings, and guess what? You turn the ball over. But that's who they are, and I think that's why their only limitation offensively is no true running game outside of the gimmick stuff that Chris Thompson can give you. So I don't see any change with Pirine. And it's a shame, too, with this offense offense that not only i mean the whole team's banged up but jordan reed can't stay healthy what an added dimension look vernon davis is gifted himself get them both on the field exactly these two tight end sets especially down in in the red zone could cause just immense problems but they never can seem to have it jordan reed is one of those guys that I think he'll never play a full season. No, he's just he's not that guy and it's never it's never anything major, no devastating type injuries, just proverbially nicked up. You know, this is just a hamstring. Yeah. You know, just a hamstring. Yeah, if you've just. ever pulled one, it's it's more than that. But you know, he's not blowing out knees, he's not he had the concussion issues and that wasn't a concern 
or lately you Not know, this we, year, we were no. worried about that but, but just a lot of a lot of issues there and luckily Vernon Davis what's he's 62 years old and he looks every bit as good as he did in his early years in San Francisco uh CJ Procise on IR after about three carries shocker I don't know what yeah. they're doing there in Seattle Ty Montgomery dealing with those ribs again. Hopes to play this week, but certainly not uh, not a guarantee. Aaron Jones out for a good while with a knee injury. Looks like Rick Jamal Williams going to be your starting Packer running back this week. Yeah. I, I Granted, they pulled off a nice win last week, which I didn't think was going to happen even against Chicago. But they did pull one off. But I just don't see a whole lot more wins for Green Bay <laughs> going forward. They are too banged up, and we already talked about the importance of Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Devontae Freeman, he's in the concussion mm. protocol. Something up with him. You know, it's a, Was it the concussion? Remember there was the undisclosed injury. No, it was a hit that he took. Now, I was watching well, the that's game. What I mean. there, there's something weird there. But then The refs what? made him go off, yeah, and man. you know, which was kind of shit because he got up. He looked – out of it right and you know so they'll just have to watch that i it, yeah. it seems to be pessimistic that he's going to be able to play this week i don't know if they can tell the grade of these things early on or something but from early on there was a lot of talk that freeman likely wouldn't go this week so you wonder if whatever that undisclosed injury is is still hanging around there as well i'm not sure yeah or if you can't remember your name it's a good sign well, that's it's probably, pretty yeah, bad maybe too. we'll go ahead and take a couple weeks <laughs> off here yeah. just to make sure uh Curtis Samuel, Panthers wide receiver, Rick, out for the year with an ankle injury. I bring this up only for one reason. It certainly isn't about Curtis Samuel, right? But as the dominoes keep falling with as good as – do you believe, Rick, that the Carolina Panthers are 7-3? and three? When that Monday night football game ended, I couldn't believe it. I had in my head they were a middling 500 team. I don't know why. Carolina and Tennessee, to me, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Both 7-3 and three looking – strong but when you watch them it's like eh. yeah they're they're underwhelming but they're winning game now what carolina has the benefit of the number one defense in the league from a yardage standpoint which right. also surprised me that they had been that good but now you take samuel out you trade kelvin benjamin away although it looks like greg olsen coming back in week 12 we saw that nice game and it's hard to glean a lot from that game on monday night the way the dolphins have just laid down like dogs but Devin Funches with the big game, getting in the end zone twice. We're to the point, Rick, there's nobody left. It's Christian McCaffrey, it's Devin Funches, and we'll see how healthy Greg Olson is when he comes back. Devin Funches, you know, we talked about him being a low-end number two wide receiver just by virtue of Benjamin being traded away, even if he isn't a very good receiver. It's coming up where he's the only option where it becomes, without all the skill, DeAndre Hopkins, where he's going to get 16 or 18 targets a game, and he's not going to be able to help but catch seven of them for 100 yards, right? I mean, this that's where this is interesting to me. There's nobody left. How interested or excited are you or confident, I guess is a better question, of Greg Olson coming back, considering it was a non-contact just running where he broke his foot and – they're expecting him to come back after what's it been 10 weeks about that yeah. to run and make cuts on that 265 pound frame on a newly healed bone it may be fine i'm certainly not an orthopedic doctor by any stretch but that's worrisome to me i think yeah unless to ease it was stepped on or something in preseason like right. we talked about it had like a micro fracture that we didn't really know 
But I tell you that it's it's still a little worrisome. I think. Yeah, and, and I think you hope and you think, you know, maybe they ease him back in. That's where I'd sort of quell my expectations. Like if he does come back week twelve, which is right. what what they're talking about coming off this week's bye. Yeah, I wouldn't be in a rush to get him in my lineup. I think he's going to work to that going forward, but but I'm honestly thinking, Rick, he may only see 50% of the snaps or something and have to work him in and see where that thing's at because that's a concerning part. Like you said, that non-contact part. So, you know, at a minimum, the first real practice he goes through, the first real game action he goes through, that thing's going to swell up, look like something out of the Flintstones, right? And then it's going to be a, manager, a matter of managing that throughout the rest of the year. And then with a team that looks like a play, off team are they going to be in a big hurry to rush him back and play him on 90 percent of the snaps in november when you're looking to play in football in january oh great and you know let's face it ed dixon is is no greg olson and he certainly doesn't have the chemistry of cam newton but he hasn't been killing them. I mean, he's no. been making the catches. He's, you know, he's got almost 400 yards receiving and only one touchdown. Certainly not uh, Greg Olson-like numbers by any stretch of imagination. But it's they're still seven and three. Right. Why would you want to rush Olson into it? No, I think you, you'd you, like to get him in towards the end of the year, maybe to get some get back into game shape for the playoffs. But I, I just certainly don't think, like to your point. He's not going to just go and come in and play 100% no. of the snaps. No, I don't think so. And I think we may be a few weeks away yet from him being fantasy relevant, even if he's back on the field. All right, Rick. Well, let's move on. This week's takeaways for Mr. Richard Jordan Briggs, Esquire the <laughs> Third. Where did you come up with that name? Well, I was going to use something else in the middle, and I decided it was inappropriate, and that's just where I landed. Oh, okay. I'll tell you off the air. All right. Well, one takeaway that I got – from last week was Dallas misses Tyron Smith more than Zeke. <laughs> I mean, Adrian Claiborne with six sacks proved that Chaz Green and or Byron Bell cannot replace this all-pro tackle. And they are a mess right now on the offensive line. And they better f- figure a way to shore that up really quick. Yeah, and we, we talked about it last week when the Zeke suspension you know, finally became official that, you know, we talk about this vaunted offensive line, and it hadn't been good this year. Even the right side, quite frankly, hasn't been that good. And it really showed how good Ezekiel Elliott is. But he he was getting 100 yards. He's getting in the end zone a couple times every week. But they were a grind. It wasn't like it was last week, Rick, where he's busting those big runs. It had been a grind for him. And that's why I had, you know, I own Zeke Elliott all over the place. And I put in zero waiver claims and spent zero free agent dollars on Alfred Moore. Morris, Darren McFadden, Rod Smith, because you're going to have to have a special back that likes Zeke to run behind that line. And then you take the left tackle out, forget about it. Now they can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. They can't do anything. That's how good that cat is and how important that left tackle is. Yeah. So you, you everybody can keep shuffling around. Every week we're going to want to talk about Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden or Rod Smith. You know, when you look at it last week, you know, Alfred Morris got the bulk of the carries. What he finished with around 50 yards, right? I think it was about all he had. Rod Smith. 
Smith. What he he only got seven touches. Darren McFadden, he might as well brought a sandwich out with him because he didn't do anything. <laughs> he ran backwards. I think he dropped a sandwich. Yeah. The only thing I can figure. So out. I mean, you just forget about it until they until they get their line shored up. That's not the same offensive line. And I think we gave the offensive line last season too much credit for what Ezekiel Elliott did. I think he's just that special of a back, quite frankly. Yeah, that that is a lot to do with it. And you know, I think Dak Prescott may have gotten. I don't know if he knows it consciously yet, but just how fortunate he is. Right. When you look at bad teams with bad offensive lines, you know, i.e. Cleveland and some of these other teams over the years where Jets, they go through quarterbacks because they get murdered. Right. And you can't take you can't take getting clobbered like that forever. No, and, no, even a young guy, it, it's going to catch up with him. You worry about that with his blind side being wide open yeah. like that far too often. They're they're gonna they're gonna have to find something there. Rick, my takeaway from this week, eh, there was two. We'll get to the Saints when we pick the game. We can talk about that more. I've come to the realization, Rick. I feel like for ten weeks now, we've said just hold on. Be patient. The Steelers' offense is too good. They're going to get it going. They have too many weapons. Rick, I, I think that Steelers' offense is who is who they are at this point, right? Right now, they yeah, it's just, it's not the dynamic <laughs> offense we thought it no. was going to be. It's just good enough. And look, Steeler fans are losing their mind because the ex- everybody thought we were they were going to come out and score forty points a game, right? That was the expectation from the injures here in Pittsburgh. And when you look at the talent across that offense, I can't explain why it's not happening. Other, you hate to be it's cliche, but you almost have to blame the quarterback, right? You have the skill players. You know, maybe Ben Roethlisberger is ready to retire. Maybe you know we're we're definitely on the back end of it. We might be at the end of it at this point I with still, a Ben Roethlisberger. I still hold to the notion that there's no real team leaders on that team. There, there's a lot of that on too. both sides of the football. I mean, it's starting to solidify more on the defensive side with Shazier coming into his own and. and of course, Joe Hayden. That's another point to bring up too. How is this going to affect now? Joe Hayden out with a, with a fractured fibula. All right. All of a sudden, I don't think this secondary is going to be as solid as it was. No. Oh, certainly well, not. Well, all of a sudden, you're going to, have to start scoring some more points, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. And, but I just don't think we're not going to see Ben Roethlisberger being what we thought he was going to be. I think it's slowing Le'Veon Bell down a little bit. You know, Antonio Brown. I'm not worried about that. He has two or three of those games every year like last week, Rick, where he makes a couple of big plays and somehow just disappears. I think that's just the nature of things. But I don't think they're going to get to that point. And, look, they're 7-2, and two, play Tennessee tomorrow, chance to be 8-2 and two coming out of that. They're playing good enough defense. You know, maybe wouldn't it be awful as a Steeler fan if they just kept winning every week but didn't win as pretty as you'd hope they did and, and went on and won a championship ugly, wouldn't that be a shame, right? The, the right. injures are losing their mind. They're more ticked off after wins than they are losses if you're unfortunate enough to be in this western Pennsylvania area. But quite frankly, I just I don't expect this offense to get to where we thought it was going to be. We overvalued it. We overvalued the quarterback. The offensive line's been good. You have the skill players, the emergence of Juju Smith-Schuster. I can't expect explain the decline other than you know it's either Todd Haley or Ben Roethlisberger a healthy combination of both but I think at this point 
play having played nine games, right? They played nine, about to play their tenth game. They are who they are right now. I agree, and and it seems in the red zone they are just not. I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's execution, but they always look sluggish in the red zone. They never finish drives like they should. Um, and, and it's disturbing when you watch it with all that talent out there. And one more thing, to I assume this is Roethlisberger making this final call. When it's third and inches and you heave the ball 75 yards down the field, if you do it once, you're going to catch somebody by surprise. If yeah. you do it on every three and one, third and one, they're going to see it coming. Yeah, Maybe you... turn around and hand it off to your all-world running back every once in a long while. Wouldn't that be something? J- just just throwing that out there. You know, far be it for me. Or even but... a play action and throw it to the tight end yeah, in the flat yeah, or something, something for the, the yard. You know, they got away with it a couple times the last couple years, right? You, you bunch everybody up, you get Martavis Bryant wide, and you streak them down the field. And it worked a couple times, right? But right. guess what? Now you've done it on every third and one for the last 16 months. I think they know it's coming. Let's try something different. I agree. I got one more takeaway. Go away. ahead. The Chargers can find more ways to lose close <laughs> games than any team in recent oh, history. They've made a science out of it. And the, the number two team doing that is the Jaguars. And, boy, they did all they could to do the same thing. Yeah. That was like a game of hot potato. No, you win the game. No, you win the <laughs> it game. It was. It was like neither one wanted to win. It was the craziest thing. I, just two teams just cleverly. Yeah, but the Chargers. But How many of these close games do they lose? Going back to last year, it's ridiculous. Oh, going back to last year, they've lost, what, four close games this year. Right. And they're three and six. Missed field goals at the end, stupid. Unbelievable. Roughing the passer penalties, just can't get out of their own way. And there's another one. Phil Rivers looks like he's done. That class is done, Rick. Phil Rivers, Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli, they're done. Stupidest interception I ever saw in my life. Why didn't you just run the ball one more time, run time off the clock, and punt. Yeah. Just get out of there. Yeah. New gunslinger. Well, you saw it, and they were just lucky somehow to, to get it back You know, before that, where Blake Bortles, you had plenty of time. You had timeouts. You were driving, and he just flings it up into the secondary, hoping for the best <laughs> on a second down, yeah. I believe. You know, I was thinking after it happened, I remember in my head thinking, well, that's just one of them desperation plays. And you look down at the clock, and there was enough time not only on that they got the ball back and went down and ultimately yeah. tied the thing. You know, all right, what the hell are you doing? Like, come on, man. Just both teams. Nobody wanted to win that game. Nobody wanted it. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, Rick, time for... Game ball goes to... All right, well, I will start off with my game ball. My man, Robert Woods. Eight catches, a buck 71, and two touchdowns. Who'd have thought Robert Woods... Two weeks in a row now. Start. I mean, Well, I mean, yeah, two weeks in a row have been monstrous. Right, right. It's solid for... He's turned into what the Isaac Bruce of the next coming of the greatest show on turf right Boy, now. It sure seems like it. If I'll they can find Tory Holt, yeah, I, I guess you. I'm waiting on Sammy to come into his own. I I'm not sure what the problem is. They he doesn't have the the chemistry with Goff. Is he just a one trick pony like Mike Wallace? I can go down the field, get it to yeah. me. I don't know. Yeah, you wonder all the skills in the world, the size he made. You know, enough plays in Buffalo where you thought that he could be the next guy. 
really just hasn't worked out. But, yeah, what Robert Woods has done, what this whole Rams team has done, I mean, let's just put Sean McVay in the Hall of Fame right now, right? I mean, we talked about it last week. Jeff Fisher's just got to be shaking his head because now we all know what a bum he is now. Yeah, it's just Amazing. Un- unbelievable the turnaround. And they're they're legit, Rick. You know, I, sure they are. I mean, they're going to the playoffs. There, there's no question about that. Now, you wonder how deep they'll get. You got the young quarterback. This is the first time. They, this feels like a team that goes out in the divisional round sort of spectacularly. Yeah. But this team's on the verge right now. Kind of what they said about Tom Brady when he was well, took over Bledsoe. Yeah, you know, that's a nice run there, guys. Yeah, you're right about that. So, it's 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 possible. But yeah, you just, it's kind of cool. to It's fun to watch. It's a fun team to watch. Well, it's kind of interesting, Rick, and, and I. Th- you throw out Jared Goff out there. Of course, he's a young, a younger guy, obviously. But you throw like a Case Keenum out there. Isn't it interesting to see actually what some of these guys can actually do when they're on a team that can win games? Yeah, funny I how mean, good coaching and a good team around you all of a sudden makes these quarterbacks better than what their analytics told you they yeah. were. Yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah, it's something. <laughs> I don't get it. All right, Rick. My game ball, I had Robert Woods as number one. Seems almost too easy, but you gotta bring up Adam Thielen. Eight, a buck sixty six and a touch. This guy I don't know what you say. Minnesota State you know, couldn't hit him with a handful of corn if you threw it at him. He's so small. Just makes tough catches, big plays, runs after the catch. I think this cat's set up for the long term of being low-end wide receiver one up uh, you know higher oh, level no wide receiver two in fantasy football for years to come yeah i kind of kept waiting for him this is why i bring it up waiting all year and i don't know if it's just because what he looks like and his measurables maybe i'm turning into one of those guys now to sort of revert back to the mean and do a do what a guy like adam thielen out of minnesota state should be doing you keep waiting for it and it just doesn't happen he just keeps getting it done this, this cat's a real deal no i've been believing in adam thielen quite frankly since last year and I think that he's a complete wide receiver yeah he's small in stature but um that's okay so is Wes Welker how'd he do he was was doing all right yeah it worked out pretty well for him I suppose yeah I agree I'm gonna give another game ball out you're feeling nice today Case Keenum man yeah I'm sorry 21 to 29 304 yards four touchdowns he did have the two picks but it was against a team that was taking their defense apart. Right. And this is a crucial game. He had a hundred he still with the two picks at 117.0 quarterback rating. That's playing good football in a I mean, that was a big win. Yeah, and that's what, you know, message to Mike Zimmer, message to all the and look, everybody's a Teddy Bridgewater fan. The fact that he came back after that devastating injury, who's not rooting for him? But but message to everybody, that team's 7-2. and two. Case Keenum isn't a game manager. Case Keenum is going out playing the quarterback position and winning football games. Right. That's what this kid's doing. He's the real deal. All right, let's get to it. Yeah, Stinky Sock. I'll start this one, Rick. Please do. We got to bring it up. He came up in the mailbag a lot. He would. So I get part of the stinky socks. So I'm not going to do all that nasty, funky stuff you do with your stinky socks. I had a good one last Because I got to take a part of it. I'm going to share my, share a stinky sock with Terrence Williams. Coming after that big game, goes out, catches one ball for nine <laughs> yards, 
And I remember on these airways a mere six days ago, Rick, I said, well, look, maybe they found something here. Des Bryant's all beat to heck. Ezekiel Elliott's going out. Somebody's going to have to make plays. Well, apparently it ain't Terrence Williams. Apparently that was a blip on the radar. Cole Beasley's doing nothing. Nobody doing nothing. Well, let's face it. He was sacked six times. He was running for his life the entire football game. I'm not sure we can take a, a nice little measurement of, of his performance. True. He could have been standing out there eating your proverbial sandwich, yeah. waiting on somebody to throw yeah, him the ball. chair eating a ham sandwich, <laughs> praying the ball comes his way, and it's just not. But but I'm going to give it to, to Terrence Williams and to Rick Fligger. You stink. Deservedly so. Indeed. Okay, mine. You stink. I'm giving one to Jack Doyle. Uh, two catches for nine yards, no touchdowns. Granted, he was only targeted five times against the Steelers' defense. But you know what? Two of those catches went right through his hands right. in crucial plays. In a game that – in, in, in a, one that led to the interception that cost them the lead. And, you know, a win there, an upset win over the Steelers, certainly – look, Indianapolis isn't going anywhere, but at least from a team standpoint, hey, we're back in this thing. Right. And, and that division, you may well e- be. Exactly. And you have to make those catches. And granted, Jack Doyle's been having a good year. I think like 59 catches or 51, something like that. I don't have him right in front of me, but I know he's in the 50s. But you've got to make those catches. Yeah, just have to do it. And to T.Y. Hilton, for as good as that offense played for three quarters, none of their stars did squad deuce. The, you know, Frank Gore was really grinding it away. So what do we do the whole fourth quarter? We have Jacoby Brissett flinging around. So maybe you give a stinky suck to Chuck Pagano. You know, Jack Doyle, two for 23 for T.Y. Hilton. You know, Keith Pagano's there next year. I can't believe he's still there. You know, they've been threatening to fire him every week since week three of last year. <laughs> and he just keeps surviving and keep doing asinine. Stupid thing. Yeah, he, he's very, you know, they're they probably going to be roommates when this is all said and done. All right, Rick, let's get into it. People have been waiting probably, I believe, since the preseason, Rick, for this. Oh, boy. It's time for Fact or Fiction. How do you like my game show? Boys? I'll tell you what, it is the game that is sweeping the nation once again. The Fact or Fiction version of 2017. Yeah, we, 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 we I mean, we use factor fiction at our discretion at crucial times in the season. Week 11, I think, is a crucial time. Yeah, yeah, so is it, it going to be fact or is it going to be fiction? Or we use it every episode in the offseason. We don't have crap else to talk about, and it's an easy way to kill a half But it's hour. fun. Well, absolutely. Everybody loves it. Yeah. How many letters do we get a week? Where's Fact or Fiction? Exactly. All right, Rick. Uh, I believe I already asked you this. So, you know what? I'm going to skip it. It's a Samaje Pirine question, and I asked it to you in the open of the show. So let's jump down to number two. I think I know how you feel about this one. Robert Woods, Rick, Fact or Fiction, will continue to be a wide receiver one through the end of the season. Okay. Oh, here we go. There it is. <laughs> Give him his own board and stuff. Yeah. I, is he going to put up cartoon night like numbers like last week? Probably not. A eight for a buck seventy-one and two touchdowns. But this offense is, is dynamic. Todd Gurley's going crazy. Jared Goff looks like a seasoned veteran out there. Yeah, I mean, I think Robert Woods is a real deal, and I think he is happy as a lark being in this offense. Yeah, and I mean, when when you look at it, Rick. 
we, we you talked about it just a few minutes ago with Sammy Watkins. It, it's just not there, right? Cooper Cup has sort of come back. He was this yeah. guy several weeks ago, and now Woods has taken this over. But Gurley has opened this thing wide open. Robert Woods is so good once he gets the ball in his hand. You, you see these cartoon-like reception numbers. Most of these are yak with him, right? I yeah. mean, it's just he's so dynamic with the ball, and it fits just right with what that offense is. I think this guy is a low-end, if not a mid-level wide receiver one with all the disappointments out there. This guy's steadily climbing. Now, is he going to be a 35-point-a-week guy like he's been in the last two weeks? Probably not because you need that one monster play right which he's got in the last two weeks but i is it it's not out of the question six seven eight catches every week and what he can do after the catch he's always going to be dancing around 100 yards i i think he is at this point i do too as, as long as this offense stays healthy uh, yeah i mean you know with Gurley and golf and so forth yeah i i agree all right rick fact or fiction coming off the bye kareem hunt will regain his early season success No, I think I think that uh, Kareem Hunt, he's still going to be reasonable, obviously, like he has been. He's still like second in scoring for running backs and PPR. He had such an in, almost insurmountable lead earlier in the year, but um, he's been caught. But I, I don't think that he's going to jump back onto those m- magnificent games that we saw early in the year. He's going to end up probably – third or fourth in fantasy scoring. I think he gets passed up by Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to catch Todd Gurley again. And Melvin Gordon's hit or miss, who's right behind him and scoring right now, and Ezekiel Elliott's suspended. So, yeah, I mean, he's still going to be a top three or four fantasy running back for the year, but his numbers are going to level off, I think, to what they have been. Yeah, I think what it is is he is such still such an integral part of the passing game, right? So if you're in a PPR format, even in the weeks where the yardage was down, I mean, you, you look at the last several weeks, week six against the – against the Steelers, only 21 rushing yards, but 89 receiving yards. Against Oakland, 87 and 30, 46 and 22, 37 and 24. So you're concerned. These rushing numbers have taken a precipitous drop after that absurd start he's had, right? You're, You're really concerned about that. However, he's so much a part of the offense, so much a part of the passing game, it's going to keep him relevant. He's an RB1, but he's not the RB1. He might not even be a top four or five RB from here on out but I think it remains an RB1 but I don't see it reverting back to that and the reason I don't see that is they continue to win football games Alex Smith continues to do what he does Travis Kelsey's healthy Tyreek Hill's exceeding our expectations they're throwing the football down the field now they they Alex Smith has that confidence and I think well why would you change much it's it's a good point Rick my biggest concern fantasy wise like I said, I you know I expected his numbers to level off after his first few weeks, which they have. But like you said, he's still right around a hundred yard to, hundred total yards a game. But my biggest concern is he hasn't scored a touchdown since week three yeah. against Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. that's since, got to change. Yeah, he hasn't scored a touchdown since September. Think yeah, about they that. have to incorporate him a little more in around the red zone. I think just to make them more balanced attack. But what you of course, continue- Kelsey is, is huge. Tyreek Hill's been playing well. 
You know, but Chikandrick West has scored since well, he has. And that's the point. There's something Andy Reid sees. You're seeing West in inside the red zone in those goal line situations. It's been Chikandrick West. So, it leads you to believe there's something there. And maybe those touchdown numbers don't go back up. Yeah, I mean, he had, what, one in week one? Well, three total, counting the receiving. Three total in week one, two in week two, one in week three, and zippy since then. That, that's a problem. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely a problem for fantasy owners. There's no question about that. And, and let's face facts. I mean, Chikandrick West hasn't scored in four games himself. So they're not scoring with running backs. <laughs> it's just not – not the Chiefs team we thought we'd see, right? It's, right. It's a good Chiefs team, nowhere near the Chiefs team we thought they'd see. And quite frankly, what they lost three or four heading into the, or yeah, three or four heading into the bye week. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Maybe they get West uh, back up to speed. Factor fiction. Richard Carson Wentz can keep up this current pace. Yeah, I think he's a real deal. Yeah, this this team, that, right? a great team. It is. One of the, if not the best team in football, I'd say it's number two anyway. It's hard to dismantle or, or dethrone New England, even though their defense hasn't been playing that well. They're still, what, seven and two. Right. But no, this kid's a real deal, man. I mean, 2,262 yards, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's bad. Yeah. In I, a good way. And it's, uh, I, I don't see it changing. He's so calm. He does it in all situations, he does it in all weather. It's just this is who this kid is. He's that dynamic of a player, and I expect it to just continue. All right, Rick, fact or fiction, Mike Evans can rebound here in the second half of the season. He may be the biggest disappointment of the fantasy season right now. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying it's, it's Mike Evans' fault. This whole this offense is dreadful. And now you don't have Jameis Winston. Look, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to fling it around, but – He's not going to make anybody's career without a little bit of chemistry with them, and I just don't see that happening. He could go out for 200 yards and three touchdowns here for for the next thing I know. But, I mean, I I don't think so. I think you're going to see just about these kind of numbers out of Mike Evans. Yeah, it's really surprising to me, Rick. I think I had him number two behind Antonio Brown in in my preseason rankings. You just looked at what we expected from Jameis Winston. That's number one. We're just not getting out of that offense what we thought it would. And for whatever reason, for better or for worse, that offense changed. For a lot of years, two or three years now, that passing game has been run whatever pattern you want with Mike Evans and fling it up to him in double coverage, and he's going to come down with it. I don't think he's seeing the target numbers. He's not coming down with the ball as much. There, there, there's something going on there. And I just have seen nothing nothing through 10 games of this season that would indicate to me that, that it's going to turn around. No, Jameis Winston has been certainly not Jameis Winston that we expected in 2017. We expected guys like Winston, Mariota, some of these other guys to start moving up into the, you know, the top five, top seven quarterbacks as some of these other guys were getting older. Right. Not happening. No, as you know, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff just lapped them at this point. Yeah. Those two have sort of sort of remained stagnant, which has been a bit of a surprise. All right, Rick, last one, last but certainly not least. The Jeremy Hill surgery, which we forgot to mention in the headlines, will be the catalyst for Joe Mixon to become the viable fantasy running back we thought he would be in the preseason. 
I'm keeping you in suspense. Yeah, you are, as you smash on the button nine times. That wasn't much suspense. No. I, I, I just don't think Cincinnati's all that good. And everyone expected Joe Mixon to be the second coming of Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, the way everybody was all over him in the preseason. It's not going to happen with this offense. But no, that offensive line. His is numbers so will probably bad. pick up some, but Jeremy Hill, how much was he playing anyway? And not what much. kind of significant uh, you know, impact did he have on that offense? Gio Bernard's not even playing. No, I, I don't know what they're doing, quite frankly. it's. I'm not sure Marvin knows what's going well, on. Is this the year finally Marvin goes? I mean, he has have lost. you seen this stuff now? He's, he took shots at, at Ross, you know, for one bad pattern in the game, basically blamed him for the loss, and just all this crazy stuff. He never had much control over this team, but he's completely lost it. He's lost his mind to now where, you know, any coach worth his salt, hell, even Jeff Fisher would deflect off his players onto himself. Now Marvin Lewis is deflecting off himself onto rookie wide receivers. I mean, this whole thing has imploded down there in Cincinnati. Yeah, we talk about Jeff. Jeff Fisher's job of being a coach or whatever, but one thing Jeff Fisher didn't do was sit there, well, it wasn't my game plan or our team. It was this guy's fault that On we that lost. one play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. I think this almost – you know, you, you know that team isn't going to spend any money on us, so I don't know what his contract situation is. They might keep him around just to chew up the rest of his low-ball contract. <laughs> but uh, if it was ever going to happen, my God, I think it would be now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what the story is with it. Marvin Lewis might be one of these guys that will be there till 2028 for oh, all yeah, we know. Just because he's cheap and you know, he keeps you around six to nine wins every year. <laughs> and, and for Cincinnati over the last 30 years, that's pretty good, right? He wins seven games. That's a pretty good run for the Cincinnati But you, you think about it. Is you, you think back to the Sam Weiss days. You know, the boomer size, and he made it to the Super Icky Bowl. Icky Woods. Icky Woods. The heat Sam Weiss took. Oh, yeah. You know, after making the Super Bowl, and I don't know the exact records was the next couple of years, but they were having some struggle. And the heat this guy took. Well, he Marvin was... Lewis just kind of just floats along. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what they do. Yeah, win, it's fine. Win, lose, draw. What in Marvin's fault? Or what could Marvin have done? Or Well, yeah, he stinks, but we're not getting rid of Marvin. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I don't understand how in today's NFL you could have a cheap franchise, which is what you have in Cincinnati they all have the same money by and large the same money pool they have to spend I, I don't get it it doesn't make any sense to me no. they, they ought to relegate <laughs> relegate the Bengals quite frankly give them to St. Louis St. Louis wants another team move the Bengals over there hire Jeff Fisher and win St. Louis games. ever going to get another team do you think yeah I would think. Well, I don't know. They're so hell's bent on going to Europe now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We may never see another U.S. city get another team. Yeah, that's true. Because I think if they move one to London you know, when after they move Jacksonville there, they're going to want to move another one, don't you think? Well, yeah. I can see, like, Tampa going over there, too, some team like that. Well, with the year that they're having, yeah, I can see them starting to lose teams like that, that which makes it – you know, you would think these teams, well, I don't know, maybe some of these teams want to go over to London, thinking they'll get a nice, shiny new stadium and all this other kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if these if these guys really want to go over there or not. I'm, you know what I'm saying? The players can't want to go over there. Food's terrible. Have you ever been to Europe? 
No, I haven't. Nah, neither. So all I know is what I see on TV, and it always looks kind of dark and dirty and kind of – it looks like 1850, everything you see over there. Sam Weiss was 12-4 and four in 88, <laughs> made it to the Super Bowl. In 89, he was 8-8. Eight and eight. 90, or 90, he was 9-7. and seven. 91, they had a 3-13 and 13 year. Boom, you're gone. Oh, yeah, he's he gone. Yeah. And that's about when they hired Marvin Lewis. <laughs> it seems like it, yeah. I'm not sure. I'd no. have to pull up more, but I'm not going to. No, I don't think it I'm not that interested. I'm being facetious, of course. <laughs> All right, Rick, real quick here. Start, sit, who you want to start, who you want to sit. ton of bye weeks again, so this is really a waste bye of Bye weeks. There's only four teams. New York Jets, San Francisco 49ers, Carolina Panthers, and the Indianapolis Colts start – with uh, Devontae Freeman and concussion protocol and it doesn't look good, get Tevin Coleman in there. This guy's they're going to have to be using him. Oh, yeah. He catches the ball. He can run the ball. And um, He's a top 12 fantasy back this week. I know it's not a, the best matchup going to Seattle, but they're going to get yards. Get him in there. Yeah. I'm going to go, Rick, here, a guy who's just been pathetic the last couple weeks on a pathetic team. Yeah, we talked about Mike Evans earlier. But the Miami Dolphins, Rick, have flat quit. They have just quit. That thing has come completely undone on Adam Gase. The defense is bad. The offense, you know, it's run by Jay Cutler, so it's what a, a Jay Cutler. Who in his off. defense hasn't played that badly no, the last couple of games. He, he's been fine. But, Rick, I think Doug Martin has a chance to bounce back a little bit this week. They're going to – you'd think they try to establish a run with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Dolphins' front has – they look to me like they've quit. You know, you let Jonathan Stewart go for a hunch. You let Christian McCaffrey get in the end zone a couple of times. They just flat gave up. And I think if there's ever going to be a game where you can get away with playing Doug Martin, it's going to be this week. Time will tell. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to fling that ball well, around. Well, you can't throw interceptions if you're handing it <laughs> off. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Anybody you're sitting? Oh, yeah, I'm always sitting, man. Well, I know you're always sitting. Cameron Brait. Now, this is a cat that, that started off very well. I mean, he was a top five score, fantasy scoring tight end through the mid part of the season. The last two games, two catches. I don't know what's going on. O.J. Howard's not doing anything. Neither's Mike Evans. <laughs> you know, nobody is. Exactly. But I don't think Cameron Brait is going to be anyone that's going to break out with Ryan Fitzpatrick back. You look at Ryan Fitzpatrick's stats, he was never a quarterback or relied on the tight end. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, for me, Rick, and this is one where in the Caveman League I'm going to be unable to take my own advice due to bye weeks and Ezekiel Elliott being suspended. But Jamal Williams, Rick, this week's been the big waiver wire pickup. I picked him up there. But I think going up against the Ravens this week, now look, this ain't your, this ain't your Ray Lewis Ravens defense. But with Brent Hundley, they're going to have no respect for the passing game. That defense is good enough, fast enough, skilled enough to take one aspect of the game away. And with their pathetic secondary, I think they're going to say, all right, Jamal, you, you, you're not running the football. Come on, Brett, you go ahead and try to beat us. So, Jamal Williams, well, I think if Jones stays out and Montgomery stays nicked up, I think this guy actually – I was surprised when Aaron – when Montgomery first went down and Jones took over that workload. Williams was the guy who sort of had all the juice coming out of the preseason where we thought that might he might take that job for Montgomery. And he sort of disappeared and it became about Aaron Jones. So I think this kid has the tools. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Not, not against a, a Ravens defense 
who who I think is better than we give him credit for. Hell, somehow the team's won four games, and you've seen Joe well, Flacco throw well, the football, right? So they're doing something. Yeah, and segueing off of, of your sit, I'm going to um, sit Alex Collins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Green Bay made Trubinsky beat them, and Chicago should actually should have won that game save for – the craziest challenge I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, we can get into that in a minute. But Baltimore has a 32nd-ranked passing attack in the NFL. I think Green Bay employs the exact same strategy that they did against Chicago, stop Jordan Howard and make right. Mitch Trubinsky. I think they're going to say, okay, we'll let Joe Flacco yeah. try to beat us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see nine-man fronts with quarterbacks throwing interceptions all over the field. All right, Rick. Well, let's get to it. If I'm not mistaken, you picked up another game on me last week. I had a nice week at nine and five, but I believe you're lying and saying you I went was ten, ten and four. It wait right now. We are the current standings are, Mister Fligger, ninety one and fifty three. That's pretty damn good. Mister Briggs, ninety and fifty four. We're one game apart. We're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you should with be the, betting with us with the craziness, especially at the beginning of the year. I'm proud of that record straight up because, actually, it was easier against the line the first eight weeks of the season. Seemed like it. All right, Rick, let's get into it. Thursday night, our Pittsburgh Steelers and their pathetic offense finally back home. It feels like it's been two months since they played a home game taking on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, this is a a game that I was pondering a little bit. If If there's anybody out there that knows Pittsburgh, it's Dick LeBeau. And we talked about how the offense has been kind of sputtering and so forth. I don't see a whole lot of offense in this game. I think Pittsburgh's a better team, although they're only a game better in the standings in Tennessee. But I'm going Pittsburgh 19, Tennessee 16. Yeah, we were thinking the exact same thing. And th- this game's a coin flip. And quite frankly, all these Thursday night games are coin flip. You don't know what you're going to get. All the players are griping about it. Ben's been crying about it for three days now. It, you know, the first first time he said it and it made news, you thought, all right, they're sort of a leader in the league. Yeah. But then he hasn't shut up about it since. So he got a little bit of juice, and now he's going to ride that pony all the way. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's the same thing. I think it's an ugly game. It, uh, we're, yeah, it's supposed to rain. The weather's not going to be good here in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a little sloppy. I think the Steelers back at home. They're just a little bit better. I got them by a field goal, too. I got it at 16-13. I think go. it's going to be a miserable football game to watch. All right, Rick, heading to Sunday as the Bears host the Lions. Yeah, Chicago is one of these teams that they could have beaten Atlanta. They probably should have beaten Green Bay last week. They're not going to beat Detroit, and I think that Detroit is actually the only threat to Minnesota in this division, and I think they keep it going. I think they're a playoff team. I'm going Detroit 28, Chicago 17. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to go back and do some research, which I'm not really want to do. I know that may shock our you and our listeners, but I prefer to just think things rather than confirm them. And I feel like the Lions generally have to ramp up pretty good and look pretty good before they completely crap the bed on Thanksgiving, which I'm given to believe is next week. So I think they look really good this week, have themselves in good playoff position, and then don't score until the fourth quarter on Thanksgiving because that's how they roll. So I think the Lions have a big week this week and win 27-13. 
Rick, we got to find a game. The Brownies, your Cleve Brownies, can't go over, can they? This week they host the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the one when I gave you the Mission Impossible that you said Jacksonville was going to lose to Cleveland. I'm not that brave. I don't think Cleveland can beat Jacksonville's defense. There's too much talent in the run game on Jacksonville. Look, I know Cleveland's pretty good against a run, but they're susceptible to the pass. I'm going Jacksonville. the Jacksonville defense, I think, is just going to beat up that Cleveland offense. I'm going Jacksonville 34, Cleveland 16. Yeah, that's the problem. That Jackson, even when we talked three weeks ago, that Jacksonville defense has finally made a believer out of me. That That's a championship-caliber defense. They're not there offensively yet. Blake Bortles in that quarterback. They're not that team yet. But defensively, they've completely turned the corner, and they're, they're setting up for a nice long run of many years if they can keep that defense together. So that being said, I don't know how and when the Browns score. I think you're looking at more defensive touchdowns from Jacksonville, and I have the Jaguars. 31-8. to I'm going to give the Browns a safety. Uh, Leonard Fournette boot one out of the back of the end zone type of deal. 31-8. to Write that one down. All right, Rick. Packers, a game we just talked about. Packers at home taking on the Ravens in the best quarterback matchup of the week, probably. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And we talked about sit the running backs, blah, blah, blah. Somehow I think this is going to open up a little bit. I'm going Baltimore 27, Green Bay 23. Yeah, I got the Ravens here, 22-16. What, what we know what the offensive are, offenses are. They both struggle. There's some offensive weapons on Green Bay, but nobody with the ability to use them. But Green Bay's defense is so bad. Even Joe Flacco could manage to put up 20 on them. So I'm going to take the Ravens here, 22-16. to Texans, Rick, at home taking on the Cardinals, who may be down to Blaine Gabbert. Drew Stanton practicing, but maybe down to Blaine Gabbert this week. Yeah, and everybody's clamoring about Houston not picking up Colin Kaepernick and so forth, and they're not going to win with Savage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're probably not, but you know what? They're not going to pick up Colin Kaepernick either, so, uh, you know, pipe down. (laughs) Arizona 32, Houston 21. Just uh, out of nowhere and for no reason, pipe down. Now I have to change the title of this episode. Yeah, I, I think you, know, Tom Savage, you just keep rolling with, keep rolling to De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It doesn't matter who's covering. It doesn't matter how many people are covering him. He's going to get his 16 targets. He's going to find ways to make plays. And I think Tom Savage is a little bit better than we think he is. He's not good, but he's a little bit better than the mockery he takes. And, and the Cardinals, if you're down to a third-string quarterback, I'm sorry. There's just no way you're going to be able to move the ball. And I'm going to take the Texans 23-20. to Dolphins, Rick, at home taking on the – I feel like we've just beaten them half to death all night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, deservedly so. We, You know, I, I'm – I'll take full responsibility, but I always say they deserve it. Oh, yeah, they earned it. They they earned your ire. Exactly. You know, and I think uh, Jay Cutler's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Throw him in a hat and pull one of them out. Um, I think that uh, Miami has a bit of a bounce back. I think they have a little more to play for than Tampa Bay, and I'm going Miami 24, Tampa Bay 21. See, I couldn't disagree with you more. I think what I saw Monday night is the Dolphins have quit. 
you know, that the, whatever led to your boy Ajayi being moved, there, there's something going on in that locker room. There's some type of problem, and they look to me like they're disinterested and they are done. So for that reason, I think even your boy Ryan Fitzpatrick can find a way to get a win here. I got the Bucks 27-17. All right. What will be the game of the week, Rick? We say this in jest a lot. This one, you know, thank God the Steelers will play Thursday. I might even turn off the red zone and just zero in on this one as the Vikings host the Rams that's going to be a good game and uh, I really want to watch this game but after the last after seeing the success that Cleveland actually had against Minnesota and then watch Kirk Cousins pick it apart last week I think the Rams they're poised for a victory and this is maybe where that that five in a row streak for Minnesota ends I'm going Los Angeles 31 Minnesota 25 yeah, i tell you what, I thought I was being bold when I took the Rams here. And I took it for – so here's how you know we're both going to be wrong on this because I didn't base it on any of the X's and O's, any of the players, any of the matchups. I based it on we are already at the beginning stages of this Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum crap for what's a really – I agree, for, for a really good football team. And I think Minnesota is going to have to lose in there for that conversation yep. to start, right? And in that now Aaron Rodgers list, pathetic division they're in and their schedule coming up, this is going to be one they're going to have to lose for all that to happen. And we've seen this play out too many times for it not to happen. So I'm going to take the Rams here, 33-30. I think it's going to be a good one, though. All right, Rick, your boys, the New York Giants, your second favorite in the yeah. league, taking on Andy Reid and the Chiefs coming off the bye. If it, even if it wasn't the Giants that last part says everything you need to know right coming looking at the Giants you, you talk about a team that seems to be done I, I, I'm going with the Giants look Eli's going to throw up and they'll get some catches and they'll get some garbage time points but Kansas City they're refreshed coming off the bye it's Andy Reid Kansas City 27 I'm giving New York 20 Ooh. Just because of that suspect Kansas City defense yeah, at yeah. times. You can run all over them. Could be a good week for Orleans Darkwell, right? You can run all over that right. Kansas City team. Yeah, and look, I wish the opponent was better because then it's easier to have this conversation. It doesn't matter because it's the Giants, but Andy Reid flat doesn't lose coming off the bye. Go back through the history of Andy Reid coming off a of bye week, and I think this one's a whitewash, and I got the Chiefs 31-13. Saints, Rick, what if I told you last week – or before the season started, that the New Orleans would, Saints would sco- win a game where they scored, was it 49 points or 47? It in was the, 47, I the think. The upper but... 40s of points, right. and Drew Brees would have thrown the same amount of touchdown passes as Rick Briggs did. I know. This is an entirely different Saints team, and I've picked against them three weeks in a row thinking this has got to be counterfeit. They've got to come back to earth. Looks like the New Orleans Saints, that defense and that running game is the real deal. And they host the Washington Redskins this week. That's an interest, this is an interesting matchup as well. Isn't it interesting that um, the, the New Orleans Saints are 7-2 and two, and Drew Brees is two, four, eight, 11th <laughs> in, in, in quarterback scoring? They're doing it running the ball. And playing defense. The New Orleans Saints are running the ball and playing defense. And they're running the ball down people's throats. Absolutely. With Sean Payton is using uh, Kamara and uh, 
Ingram just like he did back in the day with New York when he had Ron Dane and Tiki Barber. <laughs> I mean, You're it's right. thunder and lightning all over again. And they're running it down people's throats. And, and that does nothing but make Drew Brees even more dangerous when he does throw. 13 touchdowns, not all that spectacular, only four picks. I mean, that's something to say. I mean, How, Drew Brees is just managing games. He's exactly. Managing games, crazy. Are they going to go 14-2? and two? I don't think so. I think this may be one of these kind of crazy games. You know Cousins is going to throw it. You know Breeze can throw it if he has to. Oh, absolutely. I'm going Washington in an upset, 31-30. to 30. You know what? This might be one I live to regret with us only being one game apart. I originally had that, and I changed it. And I changed it just based on the fact that I have for what, Rick? We could go back through three or four weeks in a row and just said, nah, the Saints. I mean, come on. This is – this can't be real. This is a mirage. I couldn't bring myself to do it again. I, I deep down in, in the, the cockles of, of my heart, Rick, believe that the Redskins. And, and that heart has cockles. Yeah, the, I'm the sub-cockles, <laughs> perhaps. But I do deep down think the Redskins are going to win this game. But I'm just done for right now picking against the Saints, especially at home. So, regrettably, I'm taking New Orleans here, 27-24. All right. All right, Rick. All right, so – we have to. We're doing the uh, Chargers Bills right here. So, Rick, I know you checked my sheet, so I want to be above board. I made these picks before the Tyrod Taylor Nate Peterman news right. came and out. And you can so change it. I originally you had it Bills 24 21. I'm just going to reverse that. I'm now going to take the Chargers 24 21, but I want you to see me write it down. Nary, you accuse me of any impropriety now that we're within one game. I'm just about that action, boss. Well, that's just about trying to steal this victory back away from no, me. No, I about. am above board all the time. So you have and seen. You are. You are fake news. As <laughs> simple as that. So you have seen me write it down yep. here. I think I like Nate Peterman. I'll be rooting for the kid. He, he's a pit kid. I met him more more than one time. He's a really nice kid, but. Are you going to go on the road 3,000 miles away, even though it's this pathetic L.A. Chargers team who just invents, to your point earlier in the show, invents new ways to lose games? I just don't think you go out and do that with every all the crap going on. I like the Chargers here by a field goal. That's what I have, too. I have Chargers 27, Buffalo 24. Enough said on that one. Yep. I, I Tyrod Taylor, don't know why he's sitting. He, he may be back in by the third – the third series yeah, that you just never know. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I don't want any part of it. All right, Rick, the suddenly pathetic Broncos who can't – the offense is so bad it's made the defense bad apparently, and they host the Cincinnati Bengals who seem to be coming apart at the seams as well. <laughs> now you talk about must-see TV. Two, two years ago, you know how excited we'd have been for this yeah. game? <laughs> and now it's a joke. And, and quite frankly, though, I spent way too much time on this game trying to pick a winner. And I gave it to Denver simply because they're home. Denver 20, Cincinnati 19. Uh, you stole everything I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, my thought was I spent way too much time on this. Nobody cares. They both stink. The Broncos are at home, so I guess they're going to win. Oh, no, I just lied to you, Rick. I had the Bengals 23-16. Who knew? I must, have, I must have changed my mind <laughs> yeah. after my fourth beer. So, all right, I'm all in. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket or whatever they call them, Rick. I got the Bengals here 23-16. Oh, <laughs> That, that's just pathetic. It is, it's, it's a little <laughs> pathetic. I'll give you that. All right, Rick, heading down to Mako, the New England Patriots take on the Oakland Raiders. I think this is going to be a good one, too. 
Uh, Derek Carr and company coming off the bye. Almost a must win for them. You know New England doesn't care about must wins. They just want to put the boots to you. They want that number one seed. Love Derek Carr. Love Tom Brady. I'm going Brady. 37-33. I tried 800 different ways to finagle and bend and twist this thing to where I could give a good justification for Oakland winning. I think I'm just hoping Oakland wins, quite frankly. And in the end, if you don't know, it's Tom Brady's the answer. So yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard. You yeah. know, I'm given to understand he, he's quite quite good at the quarterback <laughs> position. So I'm going to take the Patriots here. And when they win, they end up scoring late and stomping you on your throat. So I got the Patriots 37-26. Sunday night football is suddenly very depleted Cowboys team hosting the Eagles coming off the bye. You know, and here's another one that I was probably three weeks ago would have been thrilled about this game coming up. Dallas is in a in a really precarious position. They they can't afford to lose a game. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Philadelphia certainly can't go 15 and one, right? You know, <laughs> Maybe I'm they sitting can. here. And, I couldn't pull myself to do it. I got Philadelphia 29, Dallas 24. Yeah, all the circumstances surrounding it tells you you should take Dallas here. They're at home. They have to have – you lose this one, give another full game away to Philadelphia, it's over, right? But I think it's over for them anyhow. You had to have that game in Atlanta, and they didn't have it. Right. Offensive line didn't get any better. Zeke Elliott didn't come through that door. Des Bryant still isn't the Des Bryant of 2012, 2013. So this is the Eagles – 30-23, I think they keep it fairly close because it's a division game, but it's the Eagles. And Monday night football, suddenly intriguing again, Rick, as the Seahawks host the Falcons. Yeah, and just when you think, I mean, look, let's face it, is there a healthy running back in Seattle? No, and if you send a healthy one there, he will come back broken. Exactly. I had a cousin like that. If you took something to his house, it was coming home broken. <laughs> it's the same thing up there. And, and Seattle's 6-3. and three. And basically, you have to hand most of the credit to Russell Wilson. They can't run the football. The secondary's banged up. And, but somehow, in some way, they're 6-3. and three. They're kind of like Tennessee and Carolina again, you know. But I think going to, Seattle, going to Seattle, even though Atlanta throttled Dallas, they're Jekyll and Hyde, too. And... I can't pull myself to, to pull, pick Atlanta, so I'm going Seattle 27, Atlanta 24. I struggled with this one a lot, Rick. I did too. They, you know, they managed to lose that game against Washington. They've let teams play them close in Seattle. They, To your point, they have no running game. Russell Wilson's doing it all on his own. That offensive line is pathetic. You, the, the receivers are playing well. They're making some big plays. Doug Baldwin's making the tough catches. They're getting Jimmy Graham involved. Paul Richardson right. playing well. But you you lose Richard Sherman for the year. They're, they're just a little banged up on defense. And I thought I saw something more than just a Jekyll and Hyde situation out of Atlanta last week. In watching that game, and I, I spent a lot of time on that game specifically, it almost looked to me like the light switch came on a little bit. So I'm going to go – and I think this is an upset, even though this is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year and we expected a lot from. This is my upset play of the week is I think the Falcons managed to go into Seattle on in primetime and win this game, steal this game 27-24. Expect a big 
you know, retro Julio Jones game is what I'm looking for without having Richard Sherman there with the ability to shadow him all over the field. I think they're vulnerable in the secondary now. Oh, yeah, they are. And it wouldn't surprise me either, Rick. In Atlanta, look, they're another one of those teams, 5-4, and four, Dallas 5-4, and four, Detroit, Green Bay 5-4, and four, Skins and Cardinals 4-5. and five. You don't want to be losing many games. Because no, there's only going to be one spot. Right. There's only going to be one spot because everybody at the top of their divisions are, you know, you have two seven and two teams. Well, a seven well you and have three Philly teams. at eight and one. Right. Minnesota seven and two. New Orleans seven and two. Carolina seven, seven and three. And you have Seattle at six and three. Right. So yeah. everybody else is right now. Seattle's sitting at six. Everybody these five and four, four and fives are chasing Seattle. There's only one spot for that big gaggle of teams. Right. That's there. right. And. The, it wouldn't surprise me if if Atlanta plays like gangbusters and upsets Seattle, but I got to go Seattle well, at it's home. It's never a bad move to pick Seattle. Yeah, though, true. I'll give you that. All right, Rick, let's get to it. You've got mail. All right, the whiny, demanding mailbag, apparently. Presented. Yes, we have the whiny, demanding mailbag. Who you acquiesce to like a coward. I am a full-service host. You are fake news. <laughs> Might be the best sound. Just about that action, boss. <laughs> That's me. We'll just get, wouldn't you love to see a debate between Marshawn Lynch and Donald Trump? I would watch that. Um, and it, it would it would be kind of interesting. I'd like to throw in a couple other people too. You know, kind of like the you know who we could throw in. Hold on. Well, I'm the best corner of the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're gonna get. Don't you ever talk about me. <laughs> Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to set it for you real quick. L-O-B. <laughs> we got to get Richard Sherman in the mix. Yeah, well, boy, too bad he wasn't live or we could uh, oh, you could put in him. a little Muhammad Ali. You know who would be really good in it, though? This is the best one. I don't know. Throw me in there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, now we're just playing with the buttons. Let's let's get to the mailbag. Okay, Bob in the Berg. Bob. So was it Bob the whiny one? He wanted us to say Bob in the Berg. Cam is on a bye. Yes, he is. I've heard that. Eli or Andy Dalton? All right, so we've got Eli going up against Kansas City, not exactly the 85 Bears. Andy Dalton in... All right, so we got Andy Dalton in Denver. They've been real bad lately, but they're still Denver. They're still in Denver. I'm going to believe it or not. I'm going to take Eli here, Richard. I think I will too, Rick. It's I don't envy Bob in the Berg, and um, yeah, I think the Giants at home. I think it's just a safer play, and you know, Eli can actually fling it around a little bit, so. A lot of garbage time work, which I think there'll, there'll be some of that hanging out there for him. Yeah, yeah, there'll be some of that hanging out there for him Yeah, this week as well. Eli, Bob. Eli. Eli's coming. You ever hear that Eli's Five coming? touchdowns, only one pick his last four games. So he's not going to kill you, right? Andy Dalton could kill you. It's very possible. He could throw three picks in Denver. With that defense anymore, they're going to be gassed by the second quarter. Throw 17 probably. touchdowns, too, from yeah. what Carson Wentz has shown us. 
Elijah, Elijah in Memphis. Elijah? Elijah, yeah. You know, that's my favorite bourbon, Elijah Craig. I've never heard of Mr. Craig or it his is bourbon. A, it is a 12-year-old small batch bourbon, and it is wonderful. Let's be honest. You're just as happy to walk around the bar at the end of the night dripping those last, drinking those last sips out of beer bottles with cigarette butts in them or rubbing alcohol. You're the guy who takes mouthwash to work to get his fix. No. So don't act like you're a connoisseur of fine liquors. Actually, I am. My well, you, well, my you are, but you drink too much. My favorite three bourbons are Elijah Craig, Maker's Mark, and Knob Creek. I can't drink brown liquor. It makes me mean. <laughs> so does ice cream from what I've seen. <laughs> well, no, like actually mean, like like violent and physical that's the way i am with rum and i'm too old and soft to get violent and physical in public yeah, so you and me both, basically pal. now it's i drink whiskey and i get my ass kicked and that doesn't sound hey, like you fun can to drink anybody. whiskey and i could drink rum and then we could sit and slap each other <laughs> that'd be a good show maybe that'll be the holiday <laughs> yeah. show this year us drinking liquor and smacking the crap out of each other which would be fun okay elijah in memphis ppr pick two all right you have your little pencil oh i'm ready Deshaun Jackson. All right. Keenan Allen. Hmm. I knew he was going to start popping yeah, up. Yeah, now all of a sudden he's a question mark. Marvin Jones. All right. Muhammad Sanu. Okay. And Kenny Britt only because he finally caught a touchdown, I'm sure. Yeah, so we can automatically eliminate Britt. We can, on this list, we can eliminate Sanu. So, for me, it's between D-Jax, Allen, and Jones. I, I still think you could go with Allen. I think he's number one on this list, is assuming yeah. Phil Rivers plays. Well, that's probably another reason why Keenan Allen has popped up this week. But yeah. uh, I agree with you. I think Keenan – it's got to be Marvin Jones, right? Probably what he's doing. I'm going to ride that hot hand. I mean, Galladay's coming back. Quit telling me about Galladay based on one preseason game and two – what was it, two touchdowns in, in week, week one. one right. And then he's either not caught a football or not been on the football field since. Well, he had they like found 62 something. yards last week. And they but... found something with Marvin Jones. He's that goal line target. And I don't believe for a second they're going to switch that back to Galladay this week. I agree with you. I, I don't trust that Tampa Bay offense. Mike, you know, DJX had a nice week last week, but Mike Evans was right, was suspended. So, yeah. yeah, it's Allen and Jones for me. All right. Okay, Kyle in Macon. Hyde is on a bye. Macon? Where's Macon? Georgia. Oh, yeah, I have Good heard of Macon, Lord. Georgia. People uh, in Georgia listen to this? Well, you know, it's part of this United States. I they only watch college football. They had the Georgia. Falcons, you dope. Roll damn tide. Boy, did you Bulldogs get smashed. Wow. I, you know, I am just hoping for pure chaos. For this stupid playoff system, I was dying. I was chewing my fingernails. I just thought I thought Mississippi State might take oh, down Alabama too, and that would have been chaos. absolutely fabulous. But it didn't happen. No. Okay, Cowan Macon Hyde is on a bye, so pick one. All right. And he's uh, I know it's in oh PPR. Okay. Orleans Darkwa. All right. Amir Abdullah, Alfred Morris. All right, Amir Abdullah. I think. I tell you what, the last few games has really started to shine in that offense. Fine, he's poop. He's out for me. I will never answer Amir. So Abdullah. you're actually putting him out ahead of Alfred Morris. You're yeah. out of your mind. Yeah. 
put them out together. Does the order really yes, matter? Yes, it does. Get both of these jokers out here. I actually like Orleans Darkwood going up. You can run all over that Kansas City defense. Your, your fear is, are they going to keep it close enough where they can still run the ball? Or are you going to see a lot of Gollum and Vereen in, in passing right. situations when they're down 82 at the half? But I'm going to go with Darkwood here. It's just it's just a better matchup. You know, Alfred Morris has no offensive line, and unfortunately he's not Ezekiel Elliott breaking news there. And Amir Abdullah's hot garbage, so it's it's Orleans Darkwell for me. <laughs> well, I have a little higher of opinion of, of Amir Abdullah. Well, I have no problem do. with him as a man. You know, I probably <laughs> should clarify that. I'm sure he's a great guy, but yeah. he's an awful fantasy football running back. <laughs> Who's the who was the receiver that was always getting arrested on Detroit a few years oh. ago? That was going. We thought everyone's thought he was going to be the, you know, the, the Titus or something. Titus Young. Titus That's, Young. Yeah, that Titus Young. It. That's it. He just got arrested on it. He'd get out of prison and they'd arrest him before <laughs> he got back. Huh? Yep, exactly. Okay, Roger and Erie. Standard, right. and he needs two. All right. Marquise Lee, okay. Calvin Benjamin, Paul Richardson. All right. So, to me, talk about riding hot hands, you get Marquise Lee in there. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I think I'm going to go Benjamin here. Didn't put up big numbers last week. It'll be cute. I wish I this stupid quarterback change again. It didn't work out, but early on in that game, they were targeting Benjamin down around the goal line a whole lot. Finally, you know, something Carolina Cam Newton never wanted to do was just throw that ball up for Benjamin in the end zone. You wonder, I could see a guy like Peterman relying on a guy like Benjamin actually using, you know, your big wide receiver. I'm going to go with Benjamin. It's closer than it should be with a with a Paul Richardson, quite frankly. But I'm going to go with Benjamin. Well, Paul Richardson actually has been acquitting himself quite nicely, but I, I agree with that. He's a huge target, got good hands. And who are you going to trust on that? Offense, Jordan right. Matthews, right, yeah. who's banged up again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'll go Marquise Lee easily, the number one, and then I'll go Benjamin for the second one. Okay, Mason in Altoona. Oh, that's an awful place. Short and sweet. Bortles or Rivers. All right. So Altoona, awful. It makes mallow cups. Oh, those are awful, too. Oh, those are wonderful. I don't like much of any marshmallow And if stuff. I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but we'll have to research that. But I think that's where Jimmy Stewart's from. No, he's from Indiana. Oh, okay, yeah, Indiana, you're right. I yep. lived there briefly yeah. as a as a youngin, and you'd have thought he was Muhammad Ali, you know, every statue and every building named after him. Jimmy Stewart was good at Well, it. I'm sure he was, and let's just say Indiana, Pennsylvania is very, very proud of that fact. I think Sheets came out of Altoona, so that's good. Did it really? I, I thought it came out of North Carolina. No, no. There's no Sheets in North Carolina. Well, yes, there are, because I took my sister-in-law there. Said, these are the best places for a cup of coffee in the world. Well, I think it came from Altoona. Or I, one of I don't believe you. Don't get me wrong. I just thought, I was thinking that's where they were. For those but, of you around the country, like in Macon, who don't know what a Sheets is, it's a gas station. 
but they also have hot foods and subs and in terrible places like we live as we mock every other town and sit in west sunbury pennsylvania that's probably the finest dining option in western <laughs> pennsylvania comes from a gas station it's tremendous you can get tacos burritos Best coffee going hoagies mozzarella i mean any gas station you can get mozzarella sticks and jalapeno poppers is all right by me i'm sorry and alcohol now yeah now they're serving awesome. liquor it's it's just a full service store. You can live I, there. I wonder if they'd let us do the show up from a sheets, put the studio up there. I, I would love to do from a sheets. I would love to do from a bar on a Sunday morning. Maybe do like a, a special inside slant from a bar. Ooh. Maybe on a Saturday night would even be better. Well, yeah, it's got to be Saturday night. Yeah, because I can get sloshed and have you pour oh, pour like, me into the car. Like you could get any less <laughs> sloshed on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I mean, the good news for you, if we did the show at 10 like we used to do, you've already been up for six hours, so really it's drinking time for you. It's the morning for me. It's after lunch for Rick Briggs. Well, yeah, the middle of the day. 10 a.m., we could call the show after lunch with Rick Briggs. <laughs> of course. All right, you going to help Mason out or oh, not? I forgot about Bort- Mason. What was the Bortles question? Bortles or Rivers? Who the heck are they playing? Bortles is in Cleveland. That's all I need to know. It's Bortles. We don't even know if Rivers is going to play. The yeah. Buffalo defense can't be as bad as we saw last week. I wouldn't think if they have any pride at all. You're right. You're going to take Kellen Clemens and plant him in the ground. Yeah. It's Bortles. I'll go right along with you. Okay. Carl, with a K, Ooh. is in Duluth. Duluth. Where's that? Minnesota, right? Thank you. Yes. Okay. In PPR. Yeah, and I'm sure because of the poor game that he had last week, he's asking this question. Should I gamble with McKinnon or go with Crowell? McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, Crowell's going against that Jacksonville D? Uh-uh. Yeah, that that was an anomaly. Crowell had a nice week last week. And what, two of the last three or two of the last four Crowells had nice games. But don't back off of McKinnon. This is going to be a shootout, I think, quite frankly. I think so, too. And McKinnon will be a big part of that if it is. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, Caleb in New Hampshire. Beautiful place. Terrible name, though. Caleb. He didn't name himself. I know, but give yourself a nickname. Carl. Carl's. It should be spelled with a C, but I like Carl. Caleb. Caleb backwards is Balik. What the hell does that have to do anything? I don't know. I have a nickname. But he's in New Hampshire, which is a very nice place. You know, I went up there one time in 98. I think I told you this before. Got interviewed for the Mount Washington Hotel golf course and resort and everything. Got offered a job just at the time. I was much younger, small kids, really just couldn't afford to do it. But, oh, it pained me to say no. That place, northern New Hampshire – Freaking gorgeous. Oh, I've never been in New England other than uh, Boston, but I've heard it, yeah. I think uh, Maine, New Hampshire, that's about where I belong. Yeah, yeah, northern New Hampshire in Maine. It, but it was, it was, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. it. It was just very beautiful. And I would have loved to have been able to afford to go up. I mean, we wouldn't turned into this radio gold. Well, that's but, true. That's true. But, oh, what could have been. Yeah. I could have been happy. Yeah, think what I could be doing tonight if I wasn't sitting here with you in this pathetic studio. You'd have been sitting right over there in the couch with your hand down your pants watching ESPN. That's when I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. You're ruining everything. Okay. I'm going to start doing the show with my hand down my pants. 
try to you make usually the, do anyway. Make the best of a bad situation. Okay, get your little pencil out. Oh God, Caleb's going to be a nuisance <laughs> here. Go ahead. PPR. All right. Pick two. Juju. All right. Keenan Allen. Okay. Deshaun Jackson. All right. Macklin. Ginn. All right. Reverse Macklin and Ginn in the order you read them is the order I have those wide receivers in. You can't sit Juju at this point at all. Now, if Rivers We've plays. We've already taken Allen over Jackson and Macklin. If Rivers plays. Well, yeah. I'm saying if Rivers is out, you, you probably go D-Jax. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, yeah no pretty doubt. Pretty much right in that order he gave you. You got it. Okay, Kevin in Morgantown. Not far away. University of West, West Virginia. West by Gum, Virginia. Dak Prescott. Okay. Or Case Keenum. Boy, I didn't think we'd see any of these questions. This is exactly. Case Keenum. This is Case Keenum. No, I think it's so, It's going to be too. a shootout. It's going to have to be. It's going to be a shootout or a Rams blowout, quite frankly. This, this game isn't being played in the low 20s. We know that. Right. And Prescott, he may die before halftime of this game. It's very possible. I, th- I think Case Keenum is definitely the play. If I had told you, Rick, heading into week two, the second show of the season, that somebody would ask that question and we wouldn't have ripped the microphone off of this console here and called him an a-hole. I mean, this is unbelievable what this year has become. Oh, it, it, it's... Not uh, only that, but then we picked Case Keenum. Not only are we not ticked off at the question, we picked Case Keenum. Well, exactly. But, I mean, you look at what Dallas is doing. Like you said, their offensive line hasn't played well really all year. Right. And, and now they're down an all-pro left tackle. And um, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, when you give up six sacks to one guy last <laughs> year, last week, Philadelphia's defense is not bad. I'm sure they're not going to be giving up the six sacks to one person this week. But I think uh, Dallas is in real trouble. It doesn't take an analytics guy to tell you that six sacks by one man in one week is a problem. And he has a total of eight for the year yeah. now. Yeah. Exactly. Even I can do that ciphering. Where are we at? Okay, uh, a couple more here. Let's see. Get your little pencil out. Oh, uh, blow it up, baby. Oh, let's see. Where's that at? Oh, here it is. Blowing it up. This is for Roland in Buffalo. <laughs> Roland. wonder if he's part of the Bills Mafia. Aren't they all? I was offered. Those people are crazy. Do you ever watch it and see those videos on Twitter and stuff? They, like, light themselves on fire. They jump through tails. It's, it's like a tables, ladders, and chairs pay-per-view at every Bill's tailgate. These people are lunatics. Well, let them. Okay. Roland. Roland. I was offered Rivers and Duke Johnson Okay. for Adrian Peterson in standard format. I had Palmer at quarterback and have been using Tyrod Taylor since. Ah. My other running backs are McCoy, Darkwa, Gillisey, and Ivory. So you're giving away Peterson. So now you have McCoy, basically, and Duke Johnson, or Darkwa. Plus, you're getting Rivers over whatever dreck you're going to pick up off a of scrap heap right now. Yeah, that might. I guess that'd be my question: is what's on your waiver wire? You, you might not have any choice. I, I don't see any benefit in this move. Is Philip Rivers much of an upgrade over? I mean, I don't know. It depends on how deep this league is. I wish he'd have given us a, a little bit more information. I'm just curious where. 
where Philip Rivers falls in fantasy points, I mean, oh God, he's he's behind Josh McCown, just ahead of Jacoby Brissett. So you're you're not upgrading much there. I mean, if Blake Bortles is out there, they're pretty much a wash. There's a chance Case Keenum's still on your on your waiver wire. Maybe Brissett's still out there. McCown's still out there. Roethlisberger might even be out there so, for all so we really, know. Yeah. So really, for me, throw that part of it out. Unless you have to make this move if you're in some 14-team league, you know what I mean, and you're looking at no wide, no running or quarterbacks on the waiver wire. The guy that throws the football. Yeah, that guy. Or like Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Kaiser and stuff like that. So throw that out if that's the case you have to. If you don't have to do that, if you can get any of those six guys I named – the, you're, that's a push. Do you trade Duke Adrian Peterson for Duke Johnson, Rick? In PPR, I would, but uh, this I'm, is standard. Okay, see, I didn't pick up on that. Right. Yeah, then we don't make this deal, no. Yeah, My I agree. That, no that's what that. I'm saying. I, it, yeah, in, in a PPR, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you're right. Because Duke Johnson's been solid. Yeah. But in standard format, no. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Okay, so one more, and we will get out of here. And this Thank is God. for... Wait a minute. Where's the uh, Where's the drum roll? Oh, I don't. Do you have the drum roll? Oh, I got it. It's a long one for Stewart in Roanoke. Stewart. That's special, Stewart. You don't get that in the asylum all the time. No. I mean, that's reserved for guys like Dean and Connecticut. Hey, why and, did he get the drum roll? G- because he's the last one. Oh, we're happy to get the <laughs> hell out of here. I get it. Congratulations, Stuart. Yeah, if we really want to. Oh, he's going to get another one. I have Cam and McCowan on a bye. All right. Good good forethought there, <laughs> Stuart. Carrying around Josh McCowan all year. <laughs> I think he loses his drum roll privileges. I've been very negative in this mailbag. I apologize to to the writers. Keep writing in at asylumfootball at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah, you're just writing to Briggs because yeah. Flieger doesn't give a damn. I, I'm particularly grumpy today for no apparent reason. Not so my I apologize to the to the listeners and the writers. No, Flieger is, this is the year he finally puts it together. It isn't. He sucks. That's what I would think every year with you and it yeah, uh, he just sucks. Just never comes together. All yeah. right, Stewart and Roanoke here. I have Cam and McCowan on by. Any more, any more negative comments? I'll never get through this thing. <laughs> when, boy? Yeah. When are you going to get your act, act together? together? All right, I'm done. Go ahead. Let's help Stuart I like out that. this. Man. You know, you can't ever have enough, you know, <laughs> of Finkelstein, kid. Yeah, we got to let it play through the whole way one time. Maybe we'll end the show with that. No, just play it. Who cares? What do we care? This thing's gone completely off the rail. When, boy? When? <laughs> Am I going to answer your Are question? You get your act together? <laughs> We're getting there, Stuart. Oh, good God almighty me. I think he's the Antichrist. Yeah. Anthony, I want to <laughs> talk to you. Now, listen. Don't walk away from me when I'm talking <laughs> to you. You get a good job before sundown, or we're what, shipping you off to military school with a Finkelstein kid. Son of a The old man just takes his teeth out and cackles like a hyena every time he Can't get enough of Struther Martin. Good Lord. All right, I have Cam and McCowan on a bye. I think we know that. Dope. 
suck, and so does fantasy football. <laughs> Pull it together. We're a professional show, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Stewart's not professional. I'm thinking Stewart's not going to be listening anymore. Stewart, maybe, call in next Maybe week. like the HIE guy. Stewart, yeah. send us a DM on Twitter. And, and we'll get you on the show next week. Exactly. And I'll apologize personally. Who would you take off the waiver wire for a week? All right. Boy. Well, I just keep them. Why not? Slim pickings three? in this league, but okay. I think it's pretty pretty much a no brainer. Flacco. All right. Hunley. Simeon. Fitzpatrick. Well, Simeon's not playing, to my knowledge, so so Flacco, we can throw Hunley out. This comes down to Flacco or Fitzpatrick. J- just for S's and giggles, who's Tampa playing again? Um, oh, geez. I the should. Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. This this might be Fitzmagic, isn't it, Rick? I think it's Fitzmagic. <sighs> yeah, do you want That wanna... Green Bay defense is so pathetic, but – yeah, but there's, it's there's Joe no, Flacco. Yeah, there's no ceiling they play for pathetic Flacco. defenses yeah. all year. They're I know they're four and four, but and because of Joe Flacco, yeah. they're thirty two ranked in the in the league. Yeah, there's no ceiling for Flacco. We've seen Fitzmagic every now and again pull one together. His second game, his second full week of practice with the ones. Yeah, it, it's Fitzpatrick here. I agree, hundred uh, percent. I think I think that was just a no brainer. Quite and Stewart. Oh oh oh. <laughs> Is that your apology? Are you apologizing? No, that's a gift that we just gave Stuart. (laughs) Sound advice (laughs) from two of the friendliest people you'll ever meet. All right, I think we better get out of here while we still have three three or four listeners left. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week, it will be the Thanksgiving special join us i I know it'll be out thursday we'll get it done ahead of time but it'll be out next thursday check it out fantasypigskin.com you can get yourself mocked in the mailbag asylumfootball.gmail.com or on twitter at asylum football we'll also answer questions for this week right up till game time i'm sorry everyone i love our listeners until next time we'll see you i'm not take care With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.